Okay, you guys, I'm so excited. It's finally here. I've been working on a course called the Spiritual Intentions Framework. It's 12 foundational principles to spiritual growth when all else fails. The Spiritual Intention Framework, you guys, it's here to help us create these foundational practices that we need, no matter where we are in our life, no matter what disappointment, what tragedy, what grief, what loss, it's growing with God. It's hearing from God and growing closer to Him through these simple practices. You guys, if you're feeling stuck or frustrated, uninspired, lonely, or even far from God, maybe you're struggling with your confidence in prayer. You don't even know what to pray or when to pray. Maybe you just want someone to walk you through these spiritual growth practices. You guys, that's why I created this course. I've been doing them for years. These 12 foundational principles have literally been the foundation for my growth with the Lord. Okay, so what's inside the course? There's 12 audio sessions. It's completely audio. You can do it on the run. You can do it in your car. You can do it while doing laundry. But one of my favorite sessions is do the next right thing. Do the next right thing is a recovery term that people have used for years and years, but it's just helping us when we're in those moments of distress, when we're like swallowed up by grief. What's the next thing that we're going to do to help us get out of that moment? What's the next thing we're going to do to hear from God? You guys, there's downloadable worksheets for these sessions. And with Do the Next Right Thing, we're going to walk through what those things are. We're going to talk about prayer and scriptures, meditation, spoiler, meditation's biblical. We're going to talk about biblical meditation, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it. We're going to talk about community, the importance of community. And I just want to pause. I want to say, if you have community wounds, you guys, we dive into that. We dive into the hard stuff and we help figure out how to still build community even when there's hard things that have happened within community, because I believe you can only heal community wounds in community. You guys, there's so much more. We're going to talk about radical acceptance. What does that mean? Surrender. We're going to learn about all these big theological things, but in very simple, amazing, fun ways. We're going to talk about scriptures and prayer, physical well-being. Physical well-being doesn't mean just exercise. We're going to talk about our holistic being, our whole body, minds, hearts, spirits, all of that, guys. We're going to talk about journaling, purpose and meaning, what's your calling on this planet. We're going to talk about worship music, Sabbath, rest, self-care, all of that, and so much more. You guys, I'm so jazzed. This is fun. You guys, it doesn't need to be dry and boring. Some of them are spiritual disciplines that are ancient practices. They've been around literally thousands of years. You guys, we can encounter God's goodness and His grace no matter what you're walking through. Jesus wants to encounter you. He wants to draw close to you. And so these practices will help you find a rhythm. We'll walk through a morning routine. And if morning's not your jam, it's okay. We'll find ways for you to build it into your busy life, to your overwhelmed life. It's okay. Even five minutes a day can be a game changer with these things. So what do you do if you want to sign up? You go to dannysumner.com forward slash spiritual intentions framework. The link will be in the show notes. You guys, I'm so jazzed. I can't wait to walk through this with you. Welcome to a Holy Mess Podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. 
We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Hey, hey, my friends. Welcome back to episode 31 of the podcast. You guys, I'm super excited for today. Today is one of those episodes where, you know, it's tools and there's tacticals and it's practical application to how to find peace, how to find joy. Like, how do we actually do this day in and day out, right? There's some, you know, uh, there's a ton of different practices that we can do. There's, you know, spiritual disciplines or spiritual intentions, all of these sort of things that we can do to encounter God, to find hope, find peace, find hope and peace within ourselves, to deal with the crap that is binding us up, like whatever it is. And so, This is one of those episodes I want to dive into something super specific that um, I've been practicing for, my gosh, close to over a decade. Oh my gosh, it's actually been almost 12 years. Can you believe it? Holy moly, how am I even 12 years old, let alone been doing something for 12 years? Do you remember when you were younger and people would say, oh my gosh, for 20 years? And we were like, gosh, you're so old. How can you even say that? Well, here I am. I'm in that stage of life where I'm the old fogey. So anyways, you guys, I'm glad you're here. Hello. I hope you're having a good week. Okay. So in today's episode, we're diving in, like I said, to some nuts and bolts of how do we actually find some healing, right? Like I've said it 27 times on the podcast and I will say it 1200 more times. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of his healing. I believe he can heal us instantly. I also believe in the power of the process of healing. I believe more times than not, God's healing us through the process of life, through the process of uh, pursuing him. And as we find healing and wholeness, and it can be a journey and it can be, it can take some work, right? Like I've said it and I will keep saying it. Grace is free, right? Like God's redemption, his redemptive great riches are free to us, right? To walk in them costs us something. It takes some work, right? And I don't mean like, you know, we're, we're, earning our way to heaven or we're earning our way to Jesus. No, what I'm saying is though there, we do have to have some skin in the game. There is some stuff that we actually have to do to walk in the fruit of the spirit, to find that peace, to find that joy, to find that hope and, and all of that. And you guys, if you're going through a really hard time or you've had a tragic loss or you are just walking through grief, can I just pause and just say, man, don't shame yourself. Like you're doing anything wrong or like you shouldn't be feeling this way you know, don't minimize your suffering or whatever you're going through because, you know, the Christian culture has told you that if you're feeling anything but joy or anything but peace or anything but hope, you're doing it wrong. That is BS. <laughs> okay. I, I truly mean it because you guys life, I think life is really 50, 50. Like I think even under the best of circumstances, we still have heartache and and pain and suffering and, and loss. And, but that doesn't mean our life has to be void of peace or it doesn't have to be void of joy, right? Or doesn't have to be void of hope or purpose, right? And so all of that. And so I think that's the complexity of life. I think that is what, you know, I'm after every single day in my life. How do I hold both the struggles and then still hold on to the hope, the peace, the joy within whatever circumstances I find myself in or whatever emotions I'm struggling with or 
whatever thought pattern I've, you know, I'm in and that sort of thing. So anyways, today's one of those tacticals. So I know I said it in the intro, but I'd encourage you to grab a piece of paper and a pen if you can. If you're driving, no worries, just enjoy the content. Hopefully you'll pick up some tidbits I and mean, you're not by any means going to write down 12 points or anything, but it's just, it's really good to, uh, I believe in the power of writing something down, right? I think there's a reason why taking notes is very powerful. We learn audibly, right? We learn through hearing, but we also learn through, you know, there's something about putting paper to pen and writing something down. And then if you really want to learn something, are you ready? Teach it. I think we learn so much more by teaching because we have to actually like (laughs) metabolize it in such a way to be able to communicate it. Then as we communicate it, we're like, holy moly, I actually understand what I'm saying now. And so one of the best things I've ever done for my healing was to uh, step out and step into helping others and uh, trying to, to, you know, metabolize this stuff to be able to help others. And so, you know, with teaching it or, or whatever. And so this week I'm actually teaching a, a study called the Grace Initiative at my church. And it actually ended up being twice a week now, which uh, originally we were just going to do, you know, Monday nights. And then they had asked if I would do it Thursday morning too. And at first I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh no, can I commit to another time to do it? But I'll tell you what, teaching it twice in a week has really solidified some stuff in my brain and my heart with this study. And, you know, it's called the Grace Initiative. We're, we're going after how do you actually walk in God's grace? Like, how do you actually live in God's grace, right? It's one thing to know about it theologically. It's one thing to read about it in the Bible. It's one thing to even hear about it in people's lives. But holy moly, how do I actually walk in the grace of God? And um, that was one of the things that we've been, we're just unpacking. And so, but anyways, as I've been teaching this, I'm telling you, I'm learning about a different aspect of grace that, you know, I didn't even know I didn't even know about. Does that even make sense? Like, we don't know until we know. I just wanted to encourage you to keep going and to, you know, there's more that God wants to teach all of us. And I'm learning, I don't know about you, but as the older I get and the more I learn, the more I realize, the more I don't know. <laughs> like, it's so funny because the more I read and the more I study and the more the more time I spend with Jesus and the more I pray, the more I realize how much I little I know. And it's just, it's fascinating and it's humbling and it's exciting too, because I just feel like there's so much more that he wants to teach us all. And so, like I said, we're getting into some nuts and bolts of how do we partner with Jesus, you know, and this specifically is if you're struggling and you need some healing with some hurts or some resentments, or if you've ever felt confused, like we struggle at times, you know, if you ever say like, I just don't know what to do. There are some simple practices that we can implement into our daily lives that can help us hear from God and discern our next steps, right? I've struggled for so many years with confusion. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what to do. I don't know what my next steps are. Like, I don't know was my mantra, I think, for about three years. And I think it drove the people in my life crazy. It definitely drove me crazy. And I'll be honest with you, I had trained my brain to saying and to believing that I didn't know, that I literally didn't know. Like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Okay, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. How do you feel? I don't know. Like I, it was my go-to phrase. And so I really had to work hard to unpack why I, I clung to that phrase and why I had so much confusion uh, in my life and why I felt like I couldn't hear from God. Like it was hard to discern, you know, what was from the Holy Spirit and what was me and, and all of that. And so this has been hard learned. Okay. This is hard earned learning, right? It's not, this was not something that 
I figured out overnight for myself. And maybe you already know this trick and tip and maybe you already practice it and that's amazing. But for me, it took some practice. And so, but that's one of the things we're going to dive into today, right? And the other component that I wanted to talk about was if you've ever felt like constipated emotionally, and I, I hesitate to say that phrase, but if you've ever felt constipated emotionally, there's no other way to describe it, okay? Like you just, you know there's stuff in there, but you, you just can't get it out emotionally. You just, you can't describe what you're feeling. You don't understand what you're feeling. You, you for sure cannot, you know, articulate it, right? Or maybe it's even more frustrating. You feel numb and you don't know what you're feeling, right? And that's totally a human experience. It's a total normal human experience. So, you know, one of the things that I really want to continue to just share with you guys is not to shame yourself for where you're at. Like if you are feeling just numb, I know I was talking to a woman earlier this week and she just, she beats herself up because she's like, so many people can just articulate what they're feeling. I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm actually feeling everything and nothing. And I was like, oh my gosh, give me a hug. I can relate, right? Sometimes we have so many emotions going on in our heart. We just go numb to it. And also, if we haven't really dealt with these hurts or these resentments or even this confusion, our, our heart goes numb. Like we just go numb. Our mind just can't handle it. So we go numb. And we go numb for good for good reason. I mean, I was talking with my friend uh, earlier this week and he was sharing about putting walls up and we were we started to like kind of break down why we put these walls up. We put walls up with each other. We put walls up with our spouses. We put walls up with our children. We put walls up with ourselves, right? But, you know, you guys, where did we learn to build these walls? We learned to build these walls for really good reasons, right? We're not just like building walls and trying to be distant from people because we want to be jerks. It's like we learn to build these walls as a protective mechanism. We may be building walls with the wrong people now in our life, but when we originally learned to build these walls... It was out of self-preservation. And so give yourself permission to walk through the process and to unravel not building these walls. And these things that we've trained ourselves, it's taken time. It's taken years to build these coping mechanisms. And it's like, there is so much hope. There is so much peace that can come to us as we begin to unravel and to unwind and to be compassionately curious of why these things and these places are in our lives. And, and so I just, I wanted to just speak some life and to just speak some love into you. You know, if you're feeling numb or you don't know what you're feeling, or maybe you're just feeling everything, like wherever you find yourself, have compassionate curiosity of why and how you got there. Right. And if you're building up walls with people, you know, just have compassion towards yourself with, you know, you built these walls for good reason originally, right? Like, and I'm not saying that some of the walls, we need to let some of our walls down. Like there are safe people in our lives now, right? We're not stuck in childhood drama or trauma. We're not, you know, we actually have some capacity now to, to have good relationships and to choose better relationships, you know, and some relationships in our past were forced upon us. Right. And that's why we had to build some walls. Right. But we're all grownups now. And so to taking ownership of our lives is one of the most freeing and amazing things we can do. And partnering with Jesus to bring this healing and to discern what he has for us and, and all of that. So anyways, okay, let's get into the tools and the tacticals of what has helped me 
number one, knock down some of these walls in my life, walls I didn't even know were there, hidden hurts, hidden resentments, confusion I didn't know was there, right? All of these emotions that swirl around at times. And if you're an overthinker, oh my gosh, this will help you too. So, but there's two uh, main things I want to, I want to dive into. And then with some like simple tools and tacticals to use those as well. Whenever um, we're struggling and you don't know what to do, this is what I recommend. Okay. You grab a piece of paper and you grab a pen. I do this every single morning. Okay. It's called a brain dump. Some people call it uh, morning pages. Julia Cameron labeled it morning pages through a book that she wrote, which is phenomenal, but I call it a brain dump. Someone else said it to me and it just made more sense. Be and here's why, because my brain in the morning and sometimes in the middle of the day, depending on what's going on in life, it, if you, do you have a junk drawer in your house? <laughs> like I've got a junk drawer. I have a junk counter. <laughs> I have a junk bookshelf. I mean, my junk drawer has grown, you know, I got to work on that. But pretend, let's just talk about a junk drawer. So basically a brain dump is taking the junk drawer, dumping it out on the counter, getting it all out, and then you can sort through it and organize it, right? Basically you grab this piece of paper and you just write freehand and long, like you just write, you just write, oh, I'm frustrated or I'm sad. You write your, your grocery list, you write, you just dump everything that's going on in your brain. Oh my gosh, I have to pay that bill. I'm gonna be late picking up Zach from soccer, right? All these things that take up space in your brain, right? It's like a junk drawer and literally I write it all out and it helps me organize my day. There's no right or wrong thing to do as you're writing, doing these brain dumps. And let me just say, you don't have to have good grammar. You don't even have to have periods. You don't have to have commas. And literally 99% of the time I trash it. I throw it in the trash. This piece of paper means nothing to me other than it helped me sort my thoughts. I'm able to put a separate piece of paper next to my brain dump paper for my to-do list or the things I need to do or the things I need to you know, put on my list to do, that sort of thing. But the rest of it is just writing through what's going on in my heart. And if I'm feeling angry, I will write, I'm feeling angry. And then it's interesting how my heart will discern why I'm feeling angry and I'll, I'll be able to write it out and it takes the power away from whatever I'm feeling. So if I'm feeling frustrated, I'll write, I'm feeling frustrated, I'm feeling stuck. And you it's literally so powerful just to make yourself sit down one page piece of paper and just write and just dump every thought on this piece of paper and then you know pulling out what's important, right? For the to-do list and all that sort of stuff. And also pulling out the things that, holy moly, I didn't know that was in there. I didn't know I was feeling tension and pressure about a summer trip that I need to coordinate this summer, we're supposed to go to, this happened to me this morning. I was doing my my paper and we're supposed to go to Buffalo this summer. I'm from Buffalo and we're gonna go see family. We're doing this family reunion. Well, Kinsey has this trip to DC and I've been trying to coordinate it all and trying to fly Gary to, to DC to pick up Kenzie, then to go to, anyways, long story, sorry, go see our oldest daughter in Pennsylvania and then go to Buffalo, right? So I'm trying to like coordinate all this. Why well, had all this tension that I didn't even know was in me and, but just getting it out helped me, oh, I can breathe. Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And now I can actually have a logical, very calm conversation with my husband and with my family and say, you guys, I'm a little overwhelmed. I don't know how I'm going to pull all this off. 
where before it was just angsty and I was like just kind of frustrated and upset about it. And, and I didn't even really know all the pressure I was feeling. And so, but by doing this, this brain dump, it really helps us cleanse these places. It also helps us figure out why we are feeling what we're feeling. If we're feeling shame, if we're feeling regret, if we're feeling hurt feelings, if we have resentments, and then we can know how to deal with it, right? You can't, you can't deal with things that you don't even know you're really feeling. And you can't like, you can't deal with things that you don't know are, are the driving forces to your feelings, right? And so many times our unconscious thoughts are driving how we're feeling, right? And so to be able to unpack the feelings and then the thoughts that are most of the time leading us to these feelings is so powerful and helpful. And so anyway, so this is just one tip, trick, journaling trick that I just absolutely, absolutely love. These brain dumps are powerful. You guys, there's other things with journaling that are super powerful. I do a journaling practice every day, uh, you know, because it's been, it's proved itself to be so powerful in my life, but there's other journaling practice. You can journal about your past. You can journal about your present. My most fun time of journaling is journaling about my future and setting my future self up for success and how I want to feel, how I want to think, who do I want to be all. It's so powerful. And so, you know, in the spiritual intentions framework, we dive into journaling. Like we dive into the deep weeds of some journaling prompts and some things that we can do for three, five minutes a day that can really move the needle to help us unpack some of this stuff. And obviously I'm not a therapist and you know, any of that, but these are just tools that I've picked up over the years that I've read thoroughly about that I just love and that I feel like Jesus really heals us as we write. So I want to encourage you guys, if you're feeling, then the next time you're feeling hurt, okay, I'm not even going to ask you to do the, the brain dump every morning. However, if you do gold star and I will give you a cookie, <laughs> I'll have a cup of coffee with you and I'll buy it. But anyways, I would encourage you grab a piece of paper. Next time you're feeling frustrated, next time you don't even know what you're feeling, grab a piece of paper and say, I don't even know what I'm feeling. I'm feeling everything and just see what comes out of you. It's so powerful, you guys. And I'd encourage you throw these pieces of paper away, especially if you're journaling about your family, you know, because you're going to write things and you're going to get the frustration out. It's a great place to process where you can actually f come back to the middle, right? Like sometimes we are, we're overreactive or we're just, the pendulum is on the, the side of the equation that you probably don't want to share with people, right? Because you just, you want to calm yourself down before you actually share and come to a level place of, you know, calm humanity again to interact with somebody. But it's a great way to process if you get in a fight or an argument with somebody or you're feeling rejected by somebody, write it. You know, even another powerful thing, if, if you get rejected by somebody, and I do this is when I feel an emotion, is like to journal through, when was the first time I actually felt that emotion? Is this the first time I've ever felt rejected? Uh, the answer to that is no, <laughs> right? But to go back and unpack and and see the correlation and then to realize that some of these things that I'm feeling or struggling with were triggered because a button was hit current day that was planted in me 30, 40 years ago, right? And so, but it, these are just easy ways to encounter God and to process to see where we're at and then begin to pray through and ask the Lord to heal us. And just, I'm telling you, just putting your pen to paper sometimes is so healing. Oh my gosh, it's so healing. The other component that I wanted to talk about, and I'll talk about it briefly, 
is perspective and gratitude, right? So we all know, okay, be grateful, whatever. It's so funny. When I even hear that word, I get kind of frustrated at times because anyways, I feel like it's been uh, oversimplified and it's really hard when you are struggling with depression or anxiety or grief to, you know, when someone throws like, oh, be grateful, find the things you're grateful for, which is all great. And I don't even know why I say it with a smart alecky. <laughs> That's something I need to work through and my resentment and my bitterness because ser- clearly somebody shamed me at some point in my life or I shamed myself that I should be more grateful when I was struggling. But I'm telling you, a practice of gratitude, it's when I got sober, This I started this gratitude journaling every night before I went to bed because they they made me, quote unquote. They didn't make me do anything, but I thought they were making me because they really encouraged me to do that. And um, my sponsor, Lori, at the time uh, encouraged me to do this gratitude journal. And it really began to lift me out of the muck and out of the mire so I could begin to be grateful for things in my life that I had taken for granted the roof over my head, the car that I drive, the warm shoes on my feet, right? So, and and having a gratitude practice really, really does help. And then when you multiply it and put it in writing, um, and you know, even if you say it out loud in a prayer, super, super powerful. Um, It's just one of those other things. The other component, you guys know, I'm obsessed with quotes. I'm obsessed with hearing from people a little bit further along than me and um, who have found some good perspective in life. And I I live and die by quotes. Like I, I read quotes from different authors every day. Um, I'm obsessed by them. I don't live and die by them, but you get what I mean. It's just, it's really powerful when I can, you know, even, and it's more powerful when I know a person's story and then I hear a quote through a book that I read by them or, or anything like Carol Kent. Um, she wrote a book called The New Kind of Normal. And, you know, she, you know, she's living it, you guys. Her, I won't give you the whole story away, but I do recommend you buy the book, A New Kind of Normal. She was an amazing Christian woman, you know, great husband, great family, all that. Her son ended up uh, committing a murder and was sent to life in prison, sentenced life in prison. And uh, they live in Florida. And But this book, A New Kind of Normal, it really, I just, it's its like manna from heaven. And it's, it's amazing to see how Carol has taken this tragedy and now her son as well in prison. I think he does prison ministry and all that. But he, she's taken this, this tragedy and she's living her life the best she can with what she has, right? And so when I read a quote by Carol Kent, I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. That, that feeds my soul because I know she's fighting for it. I know that she is showing up every day to her life and to find the grace and the love of God to live another day and to to help people and all of that. And so it's very inspiring. So these quotes, these things can be very, very inspiring. So I'd encourage you to, well, actually, and in the spiritual intentions framework, we have a thing called the vault. It's literally hundreds and hundreds of quotes that I've gathered over the years. It's super powerful. It's amazing. And so if you, if you're in the spiritual intentions framework, I'd encourage you to go to that, uh, that perspective uh, session. It's later on in the, I think it's session eight or whatever. And I know I encourage you guys to go one, you know, start in the beginning and go to the end, but grab the vault. I'd go skip it, go to the vault and print that out or put it up. It's a PDF. It's, you know, I think it's close to 200 pages, but it's so powerful with all those quotes and just start reading through it, especially if you're struggling to grab a quote and to, you know, meditate on that or to think through that. It's, it's just super powerful. So you guys, I love you. I hope you are great. If you have not jumped into the spiritual intentions framework, obviously it's open. Uh, if you want to learn more, you can go to the link in the show notes here, but you know, 
putting that aside, you guys, there are so many spiritual practices that are so helpful in our lives that can help us find the peace, find the hope, find the joy that we're all desperate for and that we're all hungry for. And so I know journaling is not always the sexiest, most fun thing. It's, and it can kind of turn people off because like, I don't want to write. I'm not a writer, but I'm telling you, there's something powerful. Even if you do it for 30 seconds, I've literally done a, a brain dump on a post-it note in 30 seconds and felt so much lighter and better. Just getting it out of my soul and onto a piece of paper is so helpful. And you guys, if you want to dive more into uh, the practice of journaling, obviously in the spiritual intentions framework, we dive into, I think there's like 10 different um, deep dives into different types of journaling. It's so powerful. Anyways, journaling is amazing. So, but I just encourage you, you guys, you don't have to live with the misery. Like you, there's ways to get it out. Do it, bring it to community, share it with a friend, share it with a pastor. Like these struggles, these, these griefs, you know, send a text, just say, Hey, I'm struggling. Can you pray for me? And how are you? How can I pray for you? Getting us outside of our little bubble of suffering too, and reaching out and helping someone else or you know, it can be so, so powerful. So it's one of those things where if we can get out of our own little suffering bubble and reach out and be there for someone else too, it's very, very powerful. I love you guys. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Jesus wants to encounter you. He wants to help you. He wants to be with you. You are not alone. And I'm hoping that these tactical episodes are helping you to find the practices that help you. You guys, it's not a one size fits all. Okay. So if you're like, Danny, I tried journaling. It doesn't work. I would just encourage you try it again. But if it doesn't really work for you, you guys, there's other practices you can do. You're not left to on an island all by yourself to have to figure all this stuff out. You guys, I want to walk with you. I want to be here with you. You are not alone. And I'm, I'm just praying that God will bring more people in your physical world that will walk with you so that you know tangibly you're not alone and you don't have to do this suffering stuff alone. And so, you know, and figure out what practices work for you, what practices bring you peace and hope and joy and double down on them. Okay. Um, and all of that, because we don't just have to, you know, binge on Netflix and medicate with drinking all day or any of that. And I'm not shaming you if that's what you're at right now in life, man, I'm so sorry. And I, I understand suffering is hard. And when we're, we're all grasping at straws to do the best we can with what we have. And so um, whatever your coping mechanisms are, whether you beat yourself up for them or not, and if you are hard on yourself about them, just be curious. How did I, how did I get here? How did I get here? And how can we turn it around, God? How, how can you meet me? And how can I what can I surrender to you and who can I bring into this journey with me so I don't have to carry all this on my own? So you are not alone, I promise you, my friend. All right, so let me say a quick prayer for you and uh, no matter what you're walking through, just know you're not alone. Lord Jesus, thank you for my friend. God, I pray that this tactical with this brain dump and journaling and just ways, different ways, God, that you want us to work through our hurts and our resentments and our confusion. There's so many ways, God, that you want to encounter us. And so Lord, I just pray peace, I pray joy, and I pray hope into my friend's heart and mind, letting them know that they are not alone no matter what they're walking. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth, please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. 
Have a great week. See you next time.